Hey everyone, and welcome to Monday Morning Musings. We are getting into a new week, just coming off the busy Thanksgiving week, and I hope each and every one of you has had a wonderful Thanksgiving week where you spend time with friends and family and hopefully got some rest and also enjoyed some really yummy food. I am a little tardy in getting this episode out this week. And like I said in the first episode, I'm not exactly sure where this is going or how this podcast is going to land. But I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to each and every one of you who has taken the time to listen to the first few episodes and have texted me or let me know how much um, how much of an encouragement it was to you. I really appreciate that. It's, um, it's just been really humbling to know that some of my rambling and just a random thoughts in my head are actually a source of encouragement um, to you guys. So thank you so much for that. If you listen to this on Substack, please go ahead and sign up to receive the episodes directly to your um, email inbox. And if you listen to it on Spotify, I would appreciate it if you would like it, um, follow the uh, the podcast and subscribe to it and absolutely leave a comment. Um, I don't know where this is going, but I um, I would be intrigued to see where where it goes. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody out there who really just needs to hear some of the thoughts that are mulling around in my head. One of the reasons that I have been a little tardy with um, this week's episode is there's just been um, a cacophony of thoughts mulling around in my heads. And just like many of you, um, we are getting back into the Monday rhythm after almost a week off with um, being at home for the Thanksgiving break and just having activities to do and just having a slower pace of life where I think I, I think I slept a little more than I normally do. Um, and I feel well rested and just, um, just have a calmer head as I'm entering this week. But at the same time with Thanksgiving, there's always, um, the stuff that happens after the Thanksgiving week, which um, on some level seems to give me some anxiety because you have Black Friday, you have Cyber Monday, you have the whole Cyber Week with all of the shopping and the ads and the emails and um, all of the information that is bombarded at you and um, people asking you what you've shopped or what you've bought. And it, it seems like it's really close to the Christmas season, even though we have not yet started Advent, which starts next Sunday. Um, it just feels like that there's just so much to get done in the next few weeks before we um, celebrate Christmas. And um, it it always gives me some level of... Um, just a kind of a low level anxiety. I can't quite place where it comes from, but I just know that it's there. And um, over the years, I've, I've learned ways of coping with that because I feel like there's so much to be done and there's never enough time to do it. And um, so that's 
that's been on my head since this morning. Um, you see, we're we're immigrants to this country, and we've been here for two decades, so long enough to know and experience the highs and lows of Black Friday and trying to get a good deal. Um, I've only ever gone shopping into a into a store on Black Friday once. We were um, at a Thanksgiving party, and it it ran late, and a bunch of my friends said that they were going to go. Um, to Walmart and to Target to just um, score some of the good deals. And they had a list of things that they had planned to purchase and they had, and they knew where they were going to go and exactly which aisle they were going to go and to pick up what they wanted. And so they dragged me along for the ride. And so I found myself um, at Walmart around 1230 or 1245 or one o'clock on a Black Friday. Um, this was probably a decade ago. And um, I ended up buying a crock pot and and some pajamas. Um, the pajamas are long gone, and I don't use the crock pot much anymore. Um, so it was just a fun experience, you know, to to kind of be be there and to and to see people buy stuff and just to get in line and get what you want. Um, thankfully, we had a short list, and my friends had a short list, so we didn't spend too much of time. But it was it was for sure an experience. But over the years, you know, we've all tracked the mailers and the newspapers and the sales and, you know, trying to buy buy electronics online, TVs, um, video games for our for our kids off of Christmas presents. It's usually a good time to buy the presents. But over the years, um, we've kind of I think all of us have learned that some of these sale prices are usually better even a week after. And it's just not that big of a deal. You know, if you're not buying anything really major, it's just another shopping day. And I think a lot of us have become wiser to not to not go online or, or buy anything. But still, seeing others do it always gives you some kind of a feeling of, should I be doing this? Or should I be online? Should I be watching the sales? Or especially now with influencers and being on Instagram and all of the Facebook marketing, you you do get caught up in it on some level. So on one side, you have all the shopping and all the Christmas gifts that you have to buy and all the things that you have to get ready for Christmas. And on the other side of the season, you just have a lot of activities. Um, over the last decade, uh, my family and I have, we've kind of experienced the the gamut of activities from church programs to rehearsals for um, the children's Christmas pageant to to choir productions either in church or in school for a very long time our children sang in um, a professional choir and so there were rehearsals there were multiple performances in the two weeks leading up to Christmas and so we were we would be out late we would be out on the weekends, even if it was just to drop them and to pick them up, uh, because we didn't sit through every one of the performances, there was just a lot going on. And then I also got I also got caught up in getting um, family pictures done for a very long time, because it was something I had never experienced growing up in India and in the Middle East, and it seemed like a tradition which everybody seemed to be doing and so um for almost a decade 
every year we schedule family pictures, which as many of you might know, can be extremely stressful because um, you're often getting these winter pictures done in the hot summer months. And so you're, you're not exactly dressed for the weather or you're getting it done in the cold and you're freezing and you need to pick a day where the weather is good and you need to pick a location and um, you got to make sure that everybody is happy. And inevitably there's one member of the family who's unhappy and it's really hard to smile um, and look like you're having, you're, you're in the happiest day of your life that day when you get the pictures taken. So we've had, we've had, plenty of days where the kids have been bickering or my husband and I have been bickering. And there was one time where two of us were, we had the most horrible head cold. So we were congested, we couldn't breathe, but we still had to get ready, get dressed, look nice and smile for the pictures. Um, And it was just, it was just an awful experience overall because it was a hot muggy day and we were all dressed in sweaters and boots, um, pretending it was cold. So I've gotten caught up in the whole thing of doing family pictures. And then and then you have to pick the right picture and you've got to get them printed. You have to find a good deal to get all of the pictures um, to get the cards made. And then you have to send the cards out. And this it's it's just a whole it's a whole thing. And so over the years, from the time that my children were little and now that they are much older, um, I, have, I have found myself in this season just trying to meet these expectations that I have set for myself, but also expectations that um, I have struggled because I have felt that the world has set them for me. And That's a little unfair because the world is not really asking me to do any of these things, but I see others do it and I see how much of validation and how, how amazing it all looks, especially on social media. And, um, I, I've kind of set these expectations up for myself in the last few years through, um, through the pandemic and just not having done too many family pictures in the last few years um it actually took me back to a point where i was um i was i was trying to clean out some of the closets in our house and i i came across a cardboard box filled with old picture albums and these were the ones that um i had as a child and we had gone to india on a, on a trip a few years ago pre-pandemic and my mom had just put all of these albums into my suitcase and she said, take them back with you because I don't have any space for them. And so I was sitting on the floor just going through these pictures and all of the albums actually look the same because they're all yellow or white with with a red logo on them. Because back in the day, when my parents took pictures, this was in the 80s and the early 90s, they used an old-fashioned camera and and film tape or film roll. And so they would go on summer vacations when they came to see family and they would take pictures and then they would take the camera back to the camera shop and the guy would 
developed the film for them. And for every role that you developed, you would get a free album. And so he'd put the pictures in the album and you take the album home. And so three to four months after your vacation, if someone came home or a neighbor popped by for a cup of coffee or tea, you would show them the pictures and you would you would tell them what you did on the vacation and how the vacation went. But if the vacation was in the month of June, you were showing people these pictures either in August or September. Um, it was never instantaneous. Um, and it took time because it cost money and uh, you had to wait to get it done. Because once you dropped off, dropped off the film roll, you wouldn't get it back for at least 10 to 15 days. So there was a form of delayed gratification and it doesn't exist anymore because we can take pictures on our phones and they look really good and we have apps and they're immediately loaded onto social media or we share it with friends and family members and people can like and comment and they can share their thoughts. And so it's, it's also instantaneous that the, that, even for those in my generation, we have lost the ability for um, appreciating delayed gratification. It's, it seems to have gone. And it made me think as I was going through these boxes and trying to clean out the closet that I just have set up these unrealistic standards for myself. And I have been in seasons where December 1st week has just got me having a panic attack because I am trying to get everything done. I'm trying to get the pictures done, the cards printed, then you got to mail the cards and then you have to address the cards. So if you're writing out the addresses by yourself, it's going to take you some time depending on how many cards you're printing. So if you're printing 50 to 75 cards, that's a lot of addresses. So then you're trying to find a service which will send you the cards um, and have the, pre, the pre-addressed labels on them. And you just, have, you just have to have a system in getting all of these things done. Then you have to decorate the house and you got to make sure that your tree works and the decorations look good and everything in the house looks nice and the lights are lit and... All of the presents are under the tree. And then you have all the many, the parties which our children have at school and the parties that that we get to attend and the gifts that we buy and the events that we go to. About five or six years ago, there was one, one Christmas morning, we were driving back from church after the Christmas day service. And my husband was the choir director of our previous church. And, um, we were driving back around one o'clock after having lunch with the church family. And um, as we drove home, my husband and I mentioned to each other that we were just so done with Christmas carols. And if we, if we never heard another carol for the rest of the Christmas season, which technically starts on the 25th of December in the church calendar and goes on till the end of the month to the first week of January, we would be fine because we were so done with Okamali Faithful and Joy to the World and Silent Night because we had we had sung those carols endlessly for the first 24 days of the month of December that we were just done. 
I was ready for Christmas to be done on Christmas Day because I was just completely out of Christmas. All of the events and all of the planning and the preparation and the the goals that I had set for myself and the standards that I had set for myself, they're not goals, they're standards. They're worldly standards because I felt that I needed to achieve all of them in order to have this amazing, amazing Christmas season. One year, I I mailed out our Christmas cards. I think it was the day after Christmas. And the only person who cared that I mailed them out late was me because I felt ashamed that I hadn't mailed the cards out a week before Christmas. And so over the last few years, and I think a global pandemic has has that effect on a lot of us to kind of reset, to press the reset button and to to kind of take stock of our lives. I started to ask myself, why do I put so much of stock and why do I value all of these things? And I've had to answer myself. And if I have to be really honest, it's because I I compare. I compare what others do and I compare what I do with what others do. And comparison is the thief of contentment and it just robs you of joy. It robs you of your peace and it just leaves you feeling envy and a form of resentment because you you find it hard to be happy for somebody else who's doing all those things because you want the same things for yourself and it just robs you of that joy. The joy of the season and the joy of the meaning behind the season and in even in buying gifts for others and buying gifts for family members and for your kids, there's something special about about blessing others with a gift but we um but I just got caught up in all of that and it was just making me a bundle of nerves and making me trying to get to these unrealistic standards and expectations that I had set and I was just a very unhappy person during that season and I had to stop and I had to stop and I had to um I had to ask myself why I was doing these things and what would happen if I stopped doing these things. Would I would I just lose all, all of the benefits of Christmas and would I turn into a Grinch? Or by not doing so many things and by not doing so many activities and filling up my calendar with so many things, would I be able to to pair back and try to find the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that this season can actually bring. Because instead of the season for being jolly and the season of giving and the season of happiness and peace and spreading good cheer, to me, it had become the season of comparing my Christmas with everyone else's. So if you're like me, maybe you can resonate with some of what I'm saying. If on the other hand, you haven't really struggled with any of this, then this episode is probably not for you. And we all could be learning 
something from you. I think there are some people who are blessed with just stress-free and very hallmark movie kind of holiday season. But for the majority of people, it's it's not like that. It's just very unrealistic expectations. And um, I I decided that I was going to stop a lot, stop stop comparing myself to others and robbing myself of the joy of the season. I um, I took a walk in memory back in memory lane to all of the Christmases that I I I celebrated in the Middle East as a child. And while my parents did have a Christmas tree and we still and we still decorated that tree with lights and paper stars and handmade uh, ornaments um and my mother baked the most um, the most amazing cakes and indian savories and snacks to share with the neighbors and for us to eat through the rest of the break um beyond that they didn't really do much um they always made it a point to buy christmas gifts for um the people that they worked with and so my dad worked in marketing and he worked um, in sales. And so he always had um, a team of men who worked with him for over 25 years who, um, who would build the shelving and build, um, do all the contract work um, as part of his job. And for years, I would see my dad buy those friends um, gifts for Christmas and my mother always bought gifts for the people that she worked with in the hospital. And um, they were those who, who, who didn't have much. And, and my parents made it a point to bless them with something small, something special for, um, and for, for the season. And um, it made me realize that my parents valued giving um, gifts to those who were really in, in need. And another thing which which my folks and their friends did uh, for many many years is we would have we had our we had our Christmas Eve services at eleven thirty in the night at church and so once the service was done um, everyone would have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and a slice of cake which the church gave and as the people went home there was this little convenience store as part of a gas station on the drive home midway and um he was always open on on the 24th night i guess i guess i guess a lot a lot of people stopped to get gas and um he always had fresh hamburgers cooking in his store on christmas eve somehow my dad knew about this store and this the chef you know who had fresh burgers and all of our friends and all of the kids, we would just pile into each other's cars and our parents would take us to the store and we'd park outside and we would all get burgers. Um, I think they were chicken burgers. I don't think they were hamburgers, but um, but we would just sit on the trunk of the car or we'd you know just sit on the tables he would set outside. And um, it's just a memory that's just stuck in my head for so many years. It was probably at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. on Christmas Day, but um, it was hot burgers and hot and hot French fries. And we would eat and then we would go home and go to bed. 
but that was just kind of a tradition that um, I had for the longest time. And I think the last time we did that was probably when I was in 10th or 11th grade. And I, I haven't been back to that store for decades since then. Um, but it just made me think that it was the simple things that my parents did, which are still stuck in my head today. And um, I don't remember a lot about the decorations at home. And I don't remember about all of the Christmas gifts that I got. I do remember that they gave me books. And one year I asked for a Barbie. So I got a Barbie. But um, this memory of spending time with all of my church friends sitting on the trunk of the car, eating burgers and French fries, um, is imprinted in my mind. And so as we move into the holiday season, as we move into the Christmas season, and especially the season of Advent, which starts next Sunday, um, I would just encourage each of you to just to take some time and uh, to just pair back for from the busyness of the season if you feel that this season overwhelms you and if you find yourself getting stressed out and if you find yourself just you know despairing of the things that you need to get done and you find yourself hunting for yet another sweater or a toy or something in the store or online and stressing that you haven't found it or you haven't found the ingredient for a specific recipe, um, just ask, I'm just asking you to give yourself some, some grace. It's okay if it's not, if it's not perfect. Um, God still sees, God still sees you and he knows you and he loves you. And um, we can take a minute to focus on the real reason for the season. Um, a couple of things that have helped me during this season to um, get off the comparison track and to um, to get on the gratitude track is to uh, is to stay off social media. I think um, social media has a lot of benefits in many ways, but they can also become a rabbit hole of just negative thoughts and energy. Um, you get an inside glimpse of other people's decorations, their homes, and the stuff that they do on their holiday season and what their families are like or what their Thanksgiving was like or what their Christmas is going to be like and how much fun they have. And before you even realize it, you're comparing your own people and your own family to them. And you're feeling down because you think that everybody else is having a better time than, than you. Um, Social media is an illusion and it's just a high, highlight reel and you're never going to know what people actually are going through. So if it's possible, take frequent breaks from social media. Even if you go on it every other day, it's going to help you. It's going to help um, your mental health so much. Um, try to have some meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations with people whether it's grabbing a quick cup of coffee with a friend or a neighbor or a sister, a sibling, a cousin, maybe going for a quick walk or just trying to get um, get some time with people one-on-one. -on -one. It could be in line at the grocery store or maybe you're on a trip to Costco together. Um, just 
try to get some plans ahead of time. Ask people. People like to be asked, um, even if they if they can't meet you, they appreciate it. And so, focus on the meaningful face-to-face -face conversations when you're gathering at um, parties or family events. Try to let go of the expectations. Um, every TV ad is going to make you think that this is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, and for some people and for some families, it absolutely is. But the reality of it, it's, it's not all sparkly lights and jingles for everyone. Um, shedding those expectations of what your holiday season is um, supposed to look like is really going to help you because um, there, there's just so much of pressure. Um, but trying to let go of those expectations and being thankful for the moments and for the people in front of us and for the moments of laughter, for the jokes in the car and for the drives to school or just to drive around the neighborhood and seeing the Christmas lights and enjoying the time with the people that you love. Um, is more important than having these insane expectations. Um, absolutely practice gratitude um, just by getting up in the morning and being thankful to God for the day that's in front of us and for the fact that we're alive and we can swing our feet off the bed onto the ground and just thanking him for who he is and for the gift of another day, thanking him for the people in your life, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, um, the people in um, your church or other places of worship, just being thankful for the people in your life and for whatever is there in front of you, be it a car that works, electricity, which you have, um, a warm meal, a cup of coffee, just practicing gratitude every single day. Um, absolutely helps us to um, temper our expectations and just enjoy every single day of our lives, not just in this season, but every day. And there will be seasons where we're not invited to parties, we're not invited to get-togethers, and we have that FOMO because um, everybody else got an invite and their, their pictures are splashed all over social media and you never even got called. And moments like that, we can give back, um, get involved in the community. Um, local organizations or national organizations, they always need help to, um, to help with the food drives, the coat drives, the toy drives. And even if it's going to volunteer for a couple of hours, um, it is, it's not just a source of help for those organizations, but you're going to feel really good about having given back of your time. And also focus on yourself and just the self-care aspect of it go for a walk take time to read a book um, if watching a show or watching a movie um, helps you absolutely get a cup of tea and sit down and some chocolate cake or just enjoy that time for yourself and you know um, work out or do something creative or um, whatever works for you there are um, there are just ways of just pressing the, the button to reset and just um, find a way to focus on yourself for a little bit. This, this is a crazy season and every one of us struggles in one way or the other. We might just be alone for the holidays. 
might not have the chance to travel or see our friends or family. Um, maybe, maybe we're a single person and it's just hard to feel, feel connected when everything at this time of the year seems to talk a lot about families. And so um, I would just encourage you to, um, to just take a look at your, at your lives and the schedules and the activities that you've got planned and um, see where you might be falling prey to, um, to comparison and to envy and figure out what exactly is stealing your, your joy and um, remind yourself the real meaning of the season. The season is about celebrating the birth of our Lord. And um, very often he, um, the meaning behind, behind, behind Christmas is often um, stuck into the nooks and the crannies and the crevices of our Christmas holidays. And um, we kind of just get it out on the 24th and the 25th, and then it vanishes again. So I just wanted to take this time to encourage you and share with you some of the experiences that I have had and um, hope it's a source of encouragement for you. I think it's been a good reminder for me to not get caught up and to try to live up to these unrealistic expectations. So thank you for listening. And um, please subscribe, sign up for the episodes and also go on Spotify and like and follow and share a comment and share it with a friend if you think um, they might be encouraged by it. Um, but thank you for listening. And I will um, look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye.